Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey, of course, part of the DraftKings Network pregame power-up. Uh, we're off to a little bit of a late start due to some technical difficulties, but better late than never here, Michael, as we set the table yeah. for Week 18 in the National Football wow. League. But before we get into these Week 18 games, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on what we saw last night in the win and in game in Indianapolis. Texans beating the Colts 23-19, Houston punching their ticket to the postseason. I think the Colts have nobody to blame. Shane Steichen has nobody to blame but himself. I mean, you know, the game on the line, you cannot put a player on the field that has only played five plays. I mean, you go with your best. Jonathan Taylor should have got the first down on the play before. He blows a timeout when he shouldn't have blown a timeout. It would have got the ball back with a ton of time left. Uh, to me, down the stretch, look, here's where we're going to say this for the next month. Short yardage calls are the most important calls in all playoff games. That, that determines the outcome of the games. For second and 20, give up a big play. Second, first and 20, give up another big play. They score on that drive. And when the Colts had their opportunity, they couldn't do it. I think it's a perfect example. Shane Steichen's going to have to live with this for the rest of the year. He might be able to blame Minshew or the running back. But at the end of the day, his game management at the end cost Colt fans a chance to move on. Yeah, they called that timeout too prior to the fourth down play there. Then didn't really give themselves a chance if they didn't get the first down. Ultimately, the Texans able to run the clock out after taking that safety there. So Houston is into the postseason. They have a chance to win the division as well, pending what happens between Jacksonville and Tennessee. But right now they are the current seven seed and will take on either Miami or Buffalo in that number two spot. But let's uh, take a look at some of today's game. Speaking of that Jacksonville game, Trevor Lawrence, Michael, it sounds like he's going to be able to give it a go here. Uh, the reporters are saying that it might be a pain toss thing with this shoulder injury looking at the market this thing has been kind of bouncing back and forth since yesterday but we're settling right now at four Jaguars four point favorites on the road in Tennessee total 42 and a half we'll likely see a compromised Lawrence out there this afternoon 
Yeah, and I'm not sure that's always the right way to go, right? I, I think to me sometimes, look, Beathard wasn't great last week, but he didn't kill him. He didn't hurt him. And I think sometimes you're better off playing the healthy guy who can run around. Lawrence, when he went and played the Saints with the bad knee, remember on that short week against down in, on a Thursday night game, he did run around. He kind of played. He's a tough kid. He's going to try to give it all he's got. And look, this is this is win or go home for Jacksonville right now. I mean, they, they've got a chance to win the division. If they don't, Pittsburgh gets in. So so I think it's really, you know, I mean, I think he's probably trying to put the team on his shoulders. But look, I, I, this is a game where we know the Titans are not very good. Tannehill, they struggle. They play better at home than they do on the road. But if they don't turn this over, if Jacksonville plays a clean game, now I'm not saying a conservative game, I'm talking about a clean game, they should win the game. However, if they turn the ball over, which they've been prone to do, then it becomes a real issue. And I, and I always have a hard time with a guy who hasn't practiced to think he's going to go out there and play a clean game. Yeah, and we saw that when they played Cleveland where it almost felt like it took Lawrence a half. He didn't practice all that week. He plays in the game. The first half, he's missing guys. He's turning the ball over. And then the second half, he finally got himself kind of in rhythm there. But, I mean, you can't. You don't have a half to waste here. I mean, like you said, season on yeah. the line. If you lose, you're out. If you win, you win the division. Pittsburgh, of course, watching this game very, very closely after what happened in their game. They went ahead and beat the Baltimore Ravens by seven in that one to go ahead and at least give themselves a chance. But with Pittsburgh's win, if Jacksonville were to win, that even raises the stakes on Sunday night football for Buffalo and Miami. Like we're just a Jacksonville win away from bills, either being the two seed or out of the playoffs entirely. And they're taking on a banged up dolphins team that will be without Raheem Mostert. They'll be without Jalen Waddle and they'll be without Xavier Howard, their corner. Yeah, and the, but they've known this all week, right? So it's one thing to lose Howard in the first quarter of the Baltimore game and then kind of have to mix it together. Fangio, the defense coordinator in Miami, he's known all week he wasn't going to have Howard, right? So he's yeah. going to game plan. Look, let's be clear. This Buffalo passing game can't scare anybody. I don't think it scares Vic Fangio. I don't think it scares Miami. They've run the ball. They, they threw for 85 yards. They've made a play here and a play there. But for the most part, this passing game, all this rhetoric about how Buffalo's offense is better now is kind of really just a narrative that's not true. You know, it's going to take Josh Allen to play at an MVP level, running and throwing to beat Miami, even as wounded as Miami is today. Yeah, time for Josh Allen to put the cape on. All right, we'll get set for all these Week 18 games coming up on the other side, especially the weather games. We have a low total in Foxborough. We'll hit it next year on the Lombardi Line. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly, and they will get NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Download the app and use the promo code VSEN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're just getting warmed up here on the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Family of Bebefe, Michael Lombardi, Week 18 NFL Sunday here, final regular season day, uh, of, of final day of the regular season, I should say here. Game 270 coming up later on tonight. But we have some weather games because, of course, it's January. The yeah. weather around this country, a little bit uh, iffy in some spots. And one of those spots is Foxborough, where the New England Patriots are hosting the New York Jets. And what people are saying might be Bill Belichick's last game as New England Patriots head coach. But uh, he, he's definitely being uh, sent out well with by Mother nature here with 40 mile per hour gusts uh 20 to 25 mile per hour sustained winds snow showers in the foxborough area as well michael we might go off with the lowest total since 1993 right now i'm seeing 29 as a consensus number but there's even a 28 and a half in this market new england right now a two-point favorite well i mean you add wind you add snow, you add slippery conditions, and then you add two turnover-prone quarterbacks and Bailey Zappi and Trevor Simeon, and God knows what you could expect in this game. I mean, it's hard <laughs> to really predict. We just know the wet, the wind and the gust, it's going to be hard. Last, this is the only game, Femi, in week three of the season that the Patriots played. They won 15-10, to 10, played really good defense. They were healthy that day but it was the only game all year they did not turn the ball over on offense. It's the only game. Every other game, it's been just a turnover festival. So this is what it's going to come down to. It's kind of one of those games where, you know, yeah, the total, I can't imagine teams are going to score a lot of points like last night when we watched Pittsburgh-Baltimore in that weather. You know, 27 ended up being the total in that game. I kind of think it's going to be the same thing here. Uh, I don't see how either team are going to score a lot of points. And the only thing that's going to determine the outcome of the game is what quarterback protects the ball the best and what team can actually get a run game going. 
Yeah, I, the, the run game is going to be key in this thing with the, with the wind being what it is there. Because like, usually like when we talk about snow, that doesn't really affect the, the totals as much, but it's the wind, which is what we're going to see here. 20 to 25 mile per hour sustained winds and up to gusts of 40 to 45 miles per hour. Uh, couple that with those snow showers and we get a 28 and a half total here. I, I, I wouldn't even tease this game because I know a lot of people like to tease when there's a low total. It's like this could end nine nothing. Like, like it could easily end it something could. like that. So like, we've I, seen a six nothing game up yeah. there. I mean, we've seen the Chargers score six points and the Patriots couldn't score. But here where the Patriots, you know, that gives them the Jets lead the league in fumbles. They have 29 fumbles as a team. They don't hold on to the football either. And this Jet offensive line will struggle to block this Patriot front. Look, Buffalo struggled to block the Patriot front last week. I mean, that game was really for the Patriots taking. I, I know everybody thinks the Patriots have this atrocious team. They really don't. They have, a, they, they have a bad record. They don't have a bad team. They make too many mistakes. They give games away. They don't, they don't play the style and the brand of football that they're accustomed to under Coach Belichick. But if, in fact, the, one thing we do know is they play hard. And they, they are in tune to the game. Now, the other thing that adds another layer why it's hard to always bet the Patriots, they have the worst field goal kicker in the league. Now you add weather to the worst field goal kicker, hard to get points. Yeah, I'm looking at the Patriots schedule right now, and I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight losses by a one score or less. Like, I think this is, it could have very easily, if they had a quarterback who could protect the football, we could be talking about a much, much different New England season. But I guess, hey, oh, yeah. Close is only good to hear that. I mean, nobody, nobody wants, everybody just looks at your record and say you stink. But when you really break the games down, you know, the, the commander game was there. They, they have a chance on the last drive. They turned the ball over on that. The Colt game, throw, oh. you know, have a touchdown wide open. They throw an interception. The Giant game, miss a field goal to go to overtime. You know, the Chargers, they can't even score a point. They played in bad field. You know, Pittsburgh, they win. Kansas City, you know, Kansas City turned the ball over to give Kansas City the points. Denver, they win that game. And then last week in Buffalo, everybody talking about how good Buffalo is. New England went to, New England played Buffalo as good as you can play Buffalo. They yep. held them to 127, 154 yards passing. So I, 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 this is not a bad team. The problem is what we can't predict as handicappers is how many gifts the, the one team is going to give the other. That's really what it is. There's no ball security on the Jets. There's turnover prone on the Patriots. Regardless of whether it's Belichick's last game or not, they've not been able to stop this inability to protect the football all season and their inability to make kicks. I mean, you know, when you're in a three-point game, you, you want a reliable kicker. I mean, their field goal percentage is at 62.5%. That, that's that's got to be the worst of any kicker ever. And you're shocked that they haven't replaced him yet. But I think as the season went on, they, they kind of felt like he was going to kind of work his way out of it. But he hasn't worked his way out of it at all. Yeah, it's been pretty costly. And the kicking conditions today, uh, less than ideal out there in Foxborough. So that's Patriots and the Jets. Once again, the side right in New England, a two and a half point favorite over at DraftKings. The total sitting at 29. It would be the lowest total since 1993 in an NFL regular season game. We also have some other weather games not as severe as in the Foxborough area. Browns at Bengals. We've seen the, the Bengals get bet here quite a bit here. Seven and a half. There was even some eights earlier this morning. Uh, that game has about 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. Some 
rain, a little bit of snow showers as well. So just keep an eye on that one. And then in the Meadowlands between the Eagles and the Giants, some rain, possible snow showers as well, but winds from 10 to 20 miles per hour. The wind doesn't, it doesn't quite whip like it did in the, in the old uh, Meadowlands, but it still whips pretty good out there in East Rutherford. So uh, just keep an eye on that. If you're betting those games, a little bit of weather is to be expected. But uh, let's get to the NFC. If, so, if you're oh. betting the Bengal game, if you're doing that game, I think you, what you're saying is the Bengals are going to try. And what you what we saw last night, now we never got any, you know, nobody paid attention to it, but what we saw last night, what the Ravens did was because this is not preseason and you don't have 90 players, what the Ravens did was they rotated guys in and out of the game. Okay? Yep. Yeah, everybody played. Everybody was at, everybody got a substantial amount of snaps in the game. And, you know, sometimes when they had Stanley blocking Highsmith or 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 Watt, they, they actually could function. When they had the other kid blocking them, they had no chance to function. So where in this game, since he's not going to do that, since he's going to play to win the game, the Browns are going to play their entire team. And so I think that's why this line's moving. The Browns really, the Browns and the Rams, I truly think just want to get on the next week. I think they want to get this game over and go on the next week. So that's why these lines are kind of going up. Well, when you talk about yesterday, Baltimore going ahead and rotating everything, uh, America was wondering if George Pickens could get a target. I mean, everybody was wondering watching the game. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we're listen- I had to have the volume on yesterday. I mean, like, you know, well, like I'm sure Pittsburgh said, look, we're going to go into this game and make sure Pickens doesn't get the ball. Like, I mean, it's sometimes it's just some of the things that are being talked about are ridiculous. You roll the coverage to them. I mean, you know, how about this? I almost went berserk last night. They threw an out pass and both of them are screaming about great play design. Like it's an out against cover three. I mean, they do that in Dominic's flag football league. I mean, that's not play design. I mean, come on. But I think what the important part, what we watched last night for betters in our network is that you have to pay attention to who's in the game. Yeah. Right. I know it, I know the broadcast crew didn't care about that at ESPN, but we do. And if you're if you know your team is going to substitute freely like Baltimore did, like Cleveland will today, like the Rams will. Once Puka gets his p- touches, that's enough. He's, He's out. out. You're yep. going to see him come out and you're going to see this rotation now. And, and it falls into the same thing we talked about. You can't rest everybody, but you don't have to play them 70 plays. Curious to see if Detroit ends up doing that uh, later on this afternoon. Maybe that's why the line has been kind of suppressed a little bit here, I, sitting at four. It, it's yeah, I think that's right, Femi. I think that's the one. I, I kept thinking maybe he's going to play his guys all the way through, but you're always worried about okay, I'm out of this. It's a little bit like I love. I think Dallas at 13 in a normal situation would be a really strong play. But what happens if Dallas is up by 21 points and then we start the fourth quarter and yeah. they start rotating their guys because Washington's in full retreat mode? That That's what worries you about that big of a number. Whereas a Cleveland number, I, I don't see that one as big. I just got an alert on my phone. Somebody's probably not going to play. Camaro is Alvin Camaro is not playing today, which we kind of thought the way he walked off the field. So, you know, the, the, he's not playing in the Cleve, in the New Orleans Atlanta game. We still do not know. I don't know if you've heard it. We still do not know who's starting quarterback for the Falcons is at this point. The line's been three, a rock solid three. 
Yeah, because Heineke is dealing with the ankle injury. Maybe it's Desmond Ritter uh, for one last stand out there for the Atlanta Falcons. But yeah, we're sitting here. New Orleans three at circuits three minus 105 for New Orleans. So the Falcons are getting bet at that plus three. So some interest here. Maybe that's some of the news that's trickling out there with Alvin Kamara uh, not playing in this game. But the NFC South is up for grabs. New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa all have a chance to win it. Bucks in the driver's seat, but they're getting bet against here, Michael. They're down to three and a half in some spots. Four is the consensus. <laughs> Total 36 and a half. The people don't trust Baker Mayfield apparently in this winning in situation and he's hurt yeah he's kind of hurt I know Todd said he was you know he's going to be okay look this has been going on for Carolina now for a while I mean think about this Carolina is a bad team and people have been betting Carolina going back to when they played New Orleans in week 14 yep. then they Atlanta that was they were that, that line moved in that game Last week, Green Bay, that line moved in that game. It was six and a half and went all the way down to three and a half a kick. This is a, the last month the, the professional bettors have been hammering the Panthers. And it's been, you know, they've won three. They're three and one the last month on the spread. They've covered. No, they didn't cover last week at Jacksonville. They, I'm sorry. They're two and two. But that, that line was moving towards them in, against Jacksonville. It is really fascinating to see why the Panthers have been getting bet the past month. All right, we'll continue our Week 18 discussion on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every NFL or bowl game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. And we're also looking to improve these things. We've now added soccer betting splits from around the world. All you got to do is check it out there at vcin.com slash splits. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line Week 18 NFL Sunday. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe here in downtown Las Vegas here. Michael, we're seeing some odds moving here on the on the odd screen right now. Jacksonville uh, down to three and a half across the board. There were fours out there when we started the show. Now three and a half total, 42 and a half. So it looks like the market looking to fade a banged up Trevor Lawrence out there uh, in Nashville. You know, it's always the tough spot, right? What's the number here? You know, when, when teams have nothing to play for, right, in the final two weeks of the season, uh, teams that have nothing to play for against a team that has everything to play for, it's, it's 161 and four. So you, you're better. You have a 61% winning percentage when you do when you take the the Titans, when you take the Panthers against the spread. And I think there is a tendency to play tight. I think there's a tendency to play a little bit we can't make a mistake kind of football as opposed to go and play in football and i think that's probably where it is now can they run the ball they gotta they gotta lean on atn now they get christian kirk back i think that's huge right yep. so they get kirk back that's going to help them it gives them a little bit of a comfort and a security blanket but they're going to have to they're going to have to run the ball effect get the ball to atn like they did last week let him kind of lead this offense not let lawrence lead the offense and, and, and hope their defense can pressure this really bad offensive line of the Tennessee Titans. But look, we know this. Vrabel's coming back. I mean, Vrabel, there's going to be a lot of things go on in mm. the Tennessee building. I'm not sure what's all going to transpire, but they're not letting Vrabel go. Vrabel's too good of a coach. Now, Vrabel's not happy, but he's too good of a coach. And his team's going to play today. 
Yeah, and that was a report that came out earlier this morning saying that Vrabel is going to have talks with the Titans brass after this game. I'm assuming at some point this upcoming week here to figure out what's going to happen going forward. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Maybe there's a little bit of a shakeup in the front office. Who knows? I guess we'll kind of keep our ears to the ground. I know you always keep your ear to the ground. You'll let us know uh, when some stuff is moving and happening with the Tennessee Titans there. But this is interesting because we talked about Trevor Lawrence and all season long. We've discussed how at home he's played poorly on the road. He's played well. Baker Mayfield's kind of similar in that regard. Like, at home, he's 10, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions on the road, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions, QBR 61 on the road, QBR below 50 at home. I don't know what to read into that. Maybe it just happens to be the opponents that they've been playing on the road versus uh, the opponents that they played at home. But now he's on the road as a four point favorite where the totals at 36 and a half and the, the, the Bucks, if they win this game. They win the division. However, if they lose, they open it up for New Orleans or Atlanta to go ahead and take the South. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games where there's so much at stake. And, you know, I'm not sure, you know, Adam Schefter keeps reporting there are going to be 10 openings, and he's fairly confident. And we know that, you know, he's just not going to throw that number out there. He could err on the side of caution. So I think this is one of those games where we fully expect the Bucks to bring back their coaching staff. But if they lose... Could they be in trouble? Same thing in Atlanta. There's a pretty good chance that if Atlanta doesn't beat New Orleans, they're going to make changes there. We think New Orleans is safe, but who knows, right? So this 10 number kind of gets in the way of it. I think the Bucks clearly, the Bucks have to be able to stop the run. The only chance the Panthers have against the Bucks is if they can run the football because they can't make explosive plays. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Now, one thing about the Bucs is they've always had success against the Panthers, even with J.C. Horn with throwing the ball to Mike Evans. That's going to be critical today. That is going to be critical today. That was a three-point game in Tampa the last time they played. So these teams are, as much as we know that the Panthers are not very good, there is some strength within the Panthers. How many fans will be at the stadium today? I don't know, but this is the last game you got to believe that that they're going to try to spoil play the role of a spoiler. Yeah, which is why we love the fact that the league has des- designed these uh, division games for Week 18 because there's at least there's something to play for with the rivalries that are there. Nobody's just going to lay down. To your point there about Adam Schefter and this Tampa Bay Buccaneers thing, he had a write-up earlier this week, and he said that the Buccaneers are one win away from the winning the South, but should they stumble and lose their second straight game, there are some around the league who believe that some tough decisions about their coaching staff could come into play there. So if we're expecting 10 openings or so uh, coming up here in this new head coaching cycle maybe Tampa is an underrated one there where Todd Bowles might not be as safe as uh, we think on the outside uh, versus what's going on right now around the league Uh, let's go to the desert though where the Arizona Cardinals have been getting bet this morning they are now three point dogs but two and a half in some places Seattle on the road is a road favorite total 47 and a half Seattle needs to win and they also need help they need help from Chicago in order to get to the postseason after they lost last week to Pittsburgh Yeah, I mean, look, Seattle typically plays Arizona well. Remember two years ago when Arizona was going to the playoffs, Seattle goes down there and nothing to play for, and and they had a hard time. I mean, they couldn't move the football. Uh, Kyler Murray barely threw for 100 yards. But this is a little bit different, right? This is a game where can Seattle play any kind of run defense? I mean, this has been the problem with Seattle. I mean, they're 26th in yards per attempt against them. They're 30th in yards allowed. I mean, any offense that is bad can become really good when you can run the football. And this is what worries you. It, on paper, you say, okay, Cardinals not very good defensively. They should be able to do something here. But, you know, can they control the football? Last week in Philadelphia, the Cardinals had the ball for 40 minutes. 
They ran the ball. James Conner was exceptional last week. So was Michael Carter. They didn't really need Murray to make those plays for them in the passing game. And if they are able to do that this week, then I think it's going to be hard for Seattle. This is one of those moments where Seattle's got to play, got to stop the run. And typically Pete does that, but it's hard. I think it's just their talent level on the defense just doesn't fit. They've been so bad defensively. I mean, Pittsburgh was just moving the ball up and down the field last Sunday there. Uh, we'll see what happens today in, in Arizona. But there's people around the Seattle area that have been, I mean, Pete Carroll once again under fire. After all the winning that he's done there since he showed up in 2010, you'd think that, that he would have ingratiated himself to the fan base. But the fan base wants something more from this Seahawks team. And right now they, uh, they need a little bit of help to get to the postseason and a win uh, against these rival Cardinals. Uh, the other desert here where I'm sitting in Las Vegas, the Raiders, three-point favorites. Uh, this, this game actually kind of matters a little bit for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe. I think if Den- Denver were to win, then Pittsburgh would get him. They would be knocked like there's a weird scenario where strength of record might come into play with this game between the Broncos and Raiders, but the Raiders are three point favorites, total 37 against the Broncos. No, Josh Jacobs today. No, you know, no, uh, Michael Mayer, but I, I think here, here's the kid, you know, obviously, you know, we, we know Antonio Pierce wants to come back. They've told everybody in the building that's been reported by everyone that, you know, no, everybody's free to look for a job. There's no real, you know, commitment to anyone. They're going to look. They have to. It's going to be at least a three-week process. Every head coaching job, it's going to be up for a three-week process to see. So I think we know that. Uh, to me, one thing – when Devontae Adams comes out and says he wants his coach back, Max Crosby does the same thing. They'll they'll play. Whether they play good enough today, I don't know. I know New Orleans will play. Uh, excuse me, Denver will play. Denver knows their coach is coming back. They need to see more out of Stidham than they saw last week. I was surprised, Femi, that the, the, that two of the contestants in Survivor took the Raiders. Yeah. I thought that was a little risky. I, I would have gone with the Bengals, but I guess they, you know, want to be different. And two of them took the Bengals, but I, I think I would have taken the. Everybody had the Bengals. I think I would have taken the Bengals. Yeah, I think it was probably just they wanted to be different. They didn't want to have like a complete uh, full chop there. So they're just going to go and be divergent uh, from the rest of them. We're right now for our viewing audience. You see the Circus Survivor for the listening audience. Circus Master and L.A. Jones went with the Raiders. And then Indiana Jet and Jax Jags went with the Cincinnati Bengals. So they've chopped to some degree. I believe everybody has been guaranteed about $1.8 million. So then they're playing out the rest of the remaining $2 million. So congratulations to all of them. They already have $1.8 in the bag. And We'll see what happens here with week 18. Maybe the, the other two will go ahead and chop it, or maybe they'll all win, and they'll just uh, chop it down the middle there four ways, the $9.267 million, which that would be a fantastic position to be in. Uh, I do I do say so myself, somebody who is envious of that. Do you think that there's something a little bit baked in, though, with this Raiders line that because they want to play for Antonio Pierce, because these guys have been campaigning, that that's why we're seeing three right now with the Raiders, or is it just maybe the market's a little bit skeptical of Jared Stidham after what we saw last week? I, I, I don't know how you could be. I mean, I know Aiden O'Connell, you know, looked like Peyton Manning last week. But, of course, Stroud only threw six incomplete passes. So, you know, <laughs> Good, I know some coming. of them were tough throws. <laughs> some of them were tough throws. But you knew he was going to ha- I mean, you and I said it yesterday on the show. We knew Stroud was going to have a great day. Yep. I, I, I mean, I don't know how you can play. Think O'Connell's going to be great against the defense. They're going to have to run the ball. Zaire White's been running the football effectively. Can the Raiders score enough points against Denver? Denver turns the ball over defensively. That's what they do. Uh, but I think this is probably an anti-Stidham play. Plus, there's a lot of momentum for Pierce. I mean, there seems to be a lot of momentum from the betting public that he's going to do a good job, especially playing at home. 
Yeah, so they're three-point favorites. Total sitting at 37. It's ticked down a little bit to the under open 38.5. So we moved about one and a half points here in this AFC West game, which neither team can make the playoffs, so both teams will be playing for it. So it will be an authentic, true game here in the final week of the regular season. All right, that does it for hour number one. Hour number two, we'll start with game 272. Bills at Dolphins. It might be all on the line for Buffalo. We'll break it down next year on the Lombardi Line. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.